everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of All Elite Geekly. That's the show where we ramble and ramble and ramble, and eventually we talk about AEW Dynamite. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Dax Xavier, Josiah Dax. How's it going? Ah, welcome back to one of my favorite times of the week. <laughs> I'm doing for really well this morning. <laughs> <laughs> And mostly because I'm not doing the production part of this part. That, that's me tomorrow and the other day. So <laughs> you get me. You get me. Yep. Tag I dream, it. <laughs> I dream for the shows where I have nothing to do but show up and talk. I didn't think since I worked for Repop that I would ever get this opportunity again. Thank you, Boris, for making dreams Anytime. come true. You too can follow your dreams, folks. <laughs> I love it. We're gonna have a great morning here. We're gonna we're gonna be talking absolutely tons of Marvel, tons of Marvel in the geek chat. Woof! A lot of news, man. A lot and of news. I can't wait. A Texas-sized Valentine's edition of AEW Dynamite from last night. Um, if I do pop a little extra, I am. I do apologize. I'm, I have a second setup going, uh, and this setup is still 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 a work in progress. Um, but no pop filter. But that's all right. I'll be careful. He has a lot of power in his in his uh in his voice and in his equipment. So, you know, you gotta be able to sustain it. You gotta yep. you gotta prepare people. <laughs> yep. I need to replace that with something with an updated picture. That's hmm. the uh Sharpie art with uh Becky Lynch doing the right. uh, the, the, the arm bar on Charlotte. What do you do you have anything that'll fit that that area? Yep. <clears throat> yep. Another Sharpie art. Because the, the buck, the one that you have the bucks is way too big, right? That's a, that's it's the a same huge size. Frame. They're the exact same size. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be more appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like them both. I like them both. You know, have one for each setup. Have one for each setup. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> man, how is it in Philly today? It's freezing here in Toronto. It's going to probably be it snowing is later. Cur- well, it's currently 33, but in our building... We don't pay for the heat, so they just blast the heat however they want. So it's pretty comfortable here. Yeah, I can't say <laughs> like the I same. Like I car wheels naked, it, it like hot in here. I cannot, I cannot do that. It is freezing here this morning. It is cold. Um, I don't control the heat, and I am feeling it this morning for once. It's uh, 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 yeah, but whatever. It's it, fine. I always say, to, I always say to that though. Like in my in my office here, I don't have the heat on. I turn the heat off because there's a lot of com- uh, computer equipment. Yeah. It needs to be cold in here, so it kind of balances with the heat in the other rooms um, compared to here. But I always say, well, like when it's cold, it's like your computer uh, equipment is happy. So yeah, oh my computer equipment is super happy, even though my laptop is still overheating. But that's a discussion for another day, which goes back to earlier discussion about me buying right. a tower. Just, just I, I, I've never liked laptops. I've never been a fan of laptops. It's the only reason I never to work. Right? Yeah. I mean, my wife has a MacBook that seems to be doing really, really well. And I'm not usually, I'm outside of like, when it comes to like my production and everything, I, I prefer custom built um, PCs. But um, because one, I don't like the fact that Apple always uses first party, you know, yeah. um, parts, yeah. which that means they'll charge, they'll take liberties charging whatever they want. When you could go to a in lesson kids, you can go to an actual computer tech store and get to the same type of uh, parts and equipment and boards and everything, build it up for a pretty powerful PC for the same or less. A lot less. Um, a lot less. Yeah, a lot less. Yeah. And you could 
another tax write up too. But <laughs> but nonetheless, it is a I, I highly recommend everybody doing. Like I, I I'm it's not a t- it's not a slight because I own iPhone, iPad, everything under the sun, Apple up until that point. But um, when it comes to the PC, I just nah. There's just better. There's always better, more efficient and cost effective ways to have a powerful computer. But you know, I've had this and never turn it off for probably like three years now. Yeah, exactly. And it's still it's still going strong. All right, shall we start geeking out? Because there's a few Let's things roll. that we need, we need to get through. So I'm gonna play something. Give me one sec. New setup. It's like I, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore, and I, I still have two screens here. It's basically the same thing, <laughs> but different. <laughs> Let's do a screen. Is it screen? Yeah, it's a screen. <laughs> People, he's feng shuiing in the midst of this week. So a few weeks, give him a few weeks. He'll be set. Exactly. All right. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Watch the series finale of X-Men next Saturday morning. Check your local listings. I'm grateful to have the chance to, hear something? to say goodbye. I am proud of you all. Ah, there we go. Bye, X-Men. Fate lies in our hands now. 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 Marvel Studios We have to stay vigilant. The professor entrusted us with his dream. No matter how dark it is. We must believe in each other. We get this done by working together as a team. Jeez, Bob, keep buzzing in my ear. To me, my X-Men. Magneto, the last will and testament of Charles Xavier. Everything he built now belongs to me. God, man, what is your problem? I didn't realize that it was. <laughs> I hate to record already. I we had a small little tech, well, not even technical sound thing, because I was playing this through Facebook, right? So the autoplay took over, and I'm like, I don't even know what's playing anymore. <laughs> Glad it wasn't so, the Philadelphia Club, though. No, so that was that was the that was that was that was X Men '97. There we go. March they 20th. just uh, premiered that. They just released that like no more than an hour ago from this recording. Already uh, probably gotten about 8,000, you know, views, likes, whatever like that. And um, I'm excited as all hell about this. One, I was always worried because, you know, I'm one of the people like you and like many who are Gen X people. Uh, no pun. Who grew up watching that and, and not only just watching that, but reading the actual Jim Lee comics based, which is based upon in the nineties, one of the hottest times of comic books. And 
I was worried. Like they're looking to do the, you know, to continue where they left off, which literally they are doing in this. So from what we saw and I, my biggest fear was like, I love the shit, the series, but I hated the art style and the animation. How are they going to, how are they going to perfect on that? I know they're going to try to replicate it. How are they going to do it? Well, they sh- we finally seen it. And I got to say, I absolutely love what they're doing with this. It's the same art style, but it looks cleaner. It looks smoother. Um, I'm excited. And the, the, boy, and the original cast is back. <laughs> what I like about it is the fact that someone like, um, what's her name? Uh, the kid. What's her? Jubilee. Jubilee. Mm-hmm. How you can tell that she's Asian now. How yeah. you can tell the races. You can tell certain details on all the characters. Funny you said that. Cyclops' visor actually has a little bit of detail on mm-hmm. it, too. I saw. I noticed that. Um, it just looks so beautiful. Rogue still has the badonk badonk. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm Dude, I am so... Like, people, if you have not watched the original 97 series... At least the first three seasons, I highly recommend. The first three seasons of X Men were just phenomenal. The first Gra- season, groundbreaking, alone. mind you. Oof. Like when to you? Okay, we talked about this with TV shows a few weeks ago. Yeah, about the continuity of TV shows, um, of of sitcoms, especially Seinfeld, right? Yeah. yeah. You tell me a cartoon that had continuity the way that X Men had in 1992. I literally just had this conversation with a friend. Um, before we got on the show because they showed they tagged me on this and it was like he basically he grew up when x-men Rev, uh, evolution came out and i was like which was great you know, which is great which is absolutely great they did kind of you know put perfect on it but i still will argue just the writing of the original animated series from 97 it it really it it, it started a trend it started a trend of sophisticated you know, um, storytelling and, and, and animated series along with Batman, along with Batman. I can't take that away too. Batman animated series really kind of brought that, you know, uh, cinematic Hollywood type of feel, but X-Men was able to pull subject matters that we have not that we rarely see in animated shows before it. Um, and I told him, I'm like, you know, I love evolution, but the first three seasons of that show, changed everything and in fact it in brian singer has gone on to say that he was highly inspired of doing the x-men live action series that did help in fact help the actual superhero uh movie genre mind you um he was heavily inspired by the animated series because he watched the animated series it was just blown away by the the subject matter that they were talking about in the writing and the character development and everything there all this sparks from the comics because, you know, during that time also, we had some of the biggest comic book, you know, it was the biggest comic book boom period where comic books were like really cool to have. And Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld, Tom McFarlane, Mark Silvestri, um, Eric Larson, all these guys were rock stars yep. at the time. And nobody bigger than Jim Lee. Yep. Nobody. nobody. I, I would say Tom McFarlane is the second and in and Rob Liefeld being a third um, at that, you know, say what you will about the feet. The dude was, the dude was dope. And I do have the uh, first, ep- first debut of uh, Deadpool hanging up right behind me as well, mind you, which I know we're going to talk about as well, but yes. this was absolutely 
I, I I'm so excited for this. I'm like, I'm I was so excited when I saw this. I'm like, I need to read that book again. <laughs> I need to read the original four, um, the original uh, Jim Lee series again. Yeah. What I liked about the original cartoon was the fact that they brought stories that a lot of people probably knew of, but they kind of did a good job of putting them from comic into cartoon, like the Dark yes. Phoenix saga. You know what? I agreed. Um, one of the only to do so outside of anime, because normally yeah. that's anime does it like it, it. They make it so easy to do because it's like yeah. everything that they have on the anime is directly and I mean, source to source, word to word, is directly from the manga. For the most and part. For some reason, we have in, in, the, in the States here, we have a hard time being able to transition all. Like, I don't understand why that's a big deal not to transition that content over from one from A to B. And it's in tight. And, um, and, and we basically have a hard time doing it. But X Men, to their credit, really at least gave you the feel and aura of that, of that series. And, I, my only my only beef about it was like I really we didn't have the animation quality or technology to really make it look as good as Jim Lee's art, and I don't know what, whether if we ever did, well didn't again I always say Fist of the North Star was as close to Jim Lee as we could possibly get, but um yeah it would take a lot of money for it to look exactly like that man's art style but um you know nineties was also a budgeting time but now it looks so much cleaner. And they still made it look exactly the same. Can I also add real quick before you continue? This is a testament to how awesome Jim Lee is. Because every time when people think of the X-Men, it's this version. It's the version where if his, co- was his, his costume style, when you think Cyclops, where everybody goes no matter what. Um, I'll, I'll give an example. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. When they brought the game back, when they brought this game back and they added the X-Men to it, which X-Men was it? It was his version. That that version of Cyclops is so legendary. Like no matter how many variations of Cyclops that we've seen over time, like the Phoenix version, which I thought was great. Um, the new, you know, version of the House of X and Power of X. No matter how many versions we see, people revert, always revert back to Jim Lee's actual costume design of the X-Men. It, it, it's just a testament of how awesome that series was and what he did for it, which always pisses me off that he just left for DC. Yeah, well, you know what? But, but it's I a mad. new challenge, right? It's a new. It was a new challenge at the time, um, and uh, it, it, yeah, I'm not it's, mad at him. No, I'm mad at Marvel for letting him go. <laughs> yeah, how could you? How could you? This is he. He reminds me. He's like he's like um, Hideo Kojima. Like, why did Konami let that dude go? Look what happened. He pretty much pulled the same thing. Like, like I hate when people like valued people leave a certain uh, companies let go of value people like that. Like you're you're Tony losing Rose. money. <laughs> Say great, great, well, great transition, right? Great like segue, literally. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, no, no, you you bring up some fantastic points, man. Remember, I just what I remember of the early '90s. Like, remember, I was so young back then but i was so into comic mm-hmm. books because of my brother and stuff um was do you, i don't think people realize and remember the beginning of image and how that was so earth-shattering boy that was they were the ecw yeah they were the ecw of comics bar none um you look at it dc was wcw marvel was wwe image was 
guaranteed definitely ECW. They were a roguelike, you know, group that just had a change the rules. They changed the rules. Yeah. They absolutely did in every single way. They were rogues. They were, you know, they were mavericks, but they were game changers. They were the rock stars. They did it their way. You know, loved it. The 90s. Oh, boy. Yeah, the early 90s. Look, this to me is the epitome of everything that was. We'll pay $20. um, Hold on. Give me one sec. Mm -hmm. The epitome of everything that was Image Comics back in the early 90s. I put this in the intro to... SNME for a reason. Mm-hmm. And this is literally it. You'll know where this came from. We'll pay $20, hopefully, for the privilege to see you guys do what you have done for three and a half years. Thank Terry Funk for all he's done for this company, for help putting us on the map, for being unselfish in selfish times, for taking the young guys and showing them a better way. Tonight we have a chance to say, yeah, you're right. We're too extreme, we're too wild, we're too out of control, we're too full of our own shit. Or we have a chance to say, hey, fuck you, you're wrong. Fuck you, we're right. Because you have all made it to the dance. Because believe me, this is the dance. That was Image Comics. Like that was <laughs> one of my literally in a nutshell. And by the way, if you don't know what that is, that's from um, Beyond the Mat, which is one of the most famous one of Paul Heyman's one of his famous speeches that he's ever done. Um, and with conviction, mind with you, conviction. the fact that he can yes, you, take you can, his you can ragged group of the, people and make them believe yeah. in themselves, like yep. And but you, you, you know can, that you can definitely parallel. Rob Liefeld yeah. and and um, Mark Tom Silvestri, Mark Larson, Tom McFarlane. That was literally what they said to any anyone who wanted to produce a comic book. Mm-hmm. Which then led to the Robert Kirkman's. Yes, and you see what that did. <laughs> Robert Kirkman. By the way, speaking of Robert Kirkman, of, of Walking Dead, among many other invincible. Inv- yes. Mm-hmm. Which, mind you, if anybody wants to learn a great document, it's two documentaries I would recommend about Image Comics. One is the one that Robert Kirkman did. Um, he did the, uh, what was it? The um, He did a series. I have it. I actually have it. Um, on. I have it on uh, Apple, one of my Apple downloads. But he did a series on uh, AMC um, about the history of comics. So he covered a lot. He covered DC, he covered Marvel. He covered um, the history of um, milestone, um, you know, media, which is a really, 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 really talk about black history. The history of milestone media, which is uh, static and, uh, and um, uh, blood syndicate and all those guys. And yeah, um, he does a great history on Dwayne McDuffie and all this stuff. He does one on image comics and there's another, documentary out there on image comics and how they became to be and how they became such ro- uh, rock stars they even show pictures of like um rob Liefeld with easy e because <laughs> like that's how popular that dude was back then um him doing the spike the, the spike lee levi's commercial like dude they, these guys were no like they were comic book artists and no comic book artist at the time ever got that much heat until the 90s and, yeah. I, and even still to this day i mean who who could we name? So th- I can name a few people that I know, but they're not crossover fame. I no, n- you know what? 
they are the students of these people, like the yeah. Greg Capullos. Yes. Oh God, Greg. Oh God, Greg is awesome. Right. Him and his spawns. Oh, love it. The, his run of uh, Batman with Scott Snyder. The art on New Fifty Two Batman. Mm-hmm. Oof. Oof. You know what's funny? Frank Cho. I want to shout him out. Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> you know why I want to shout him out? Because people will get mad at the way he portrays females in there. But didn't you see the females today out there? And it's like, oh, you can't really say it. He's like, you can't hate on them. You know, you, you can't shame them for what he's drawing. There are actually women out there that look just like the women he's drawing. Right. Exactly. Mike Belmundo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's so, it's so many mine, awesome. Mike Mundo, like uh, mm-hmm. he's so good, so good. Um, Art Thybert. I mean, like yeah. you could just name you could just name off so many people. It is just amazing. But I mean, all of them are like offsprings and and you know and uh, of these guys of like the Mount Rushmores. What's interesting, and I'm finding this like you know thinking about reflecting on life, thinking about things mm-hmm. more. The 90s, right? We just talked about ECW. We just talked about Image Comics. The 90s, we you look at wrestling, right? The biggest character in wrestling in the 90s, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The yeah. 90s was really going against the norm, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, it's exactly what. Like, I feel like this generation sh- should be that, but they're missing something. Um, I don't know if it's the, I don't know what it is, but they're missing something Not, of being with it, with that. You know 90s what happened? Was. Remember, we also, you had, know what happened? we also had 9-11 happened. No, think about the life after 9-11, right? Everything no, I, became, I'm glad you said that because I've always felt that too. So I've always said that and I've always felt that I've told um, colleagues when we had discussions about that, I'm like, 9-11 sucker punched us. And we did, you know, the, the saying is, is like when you, you know, what does Mike Tyson say? Like you, you're, um, what is it, the saying that you're okay until you get hit for the first time? Yeah. We got hit in the chin for the first time and we didn't know how to act. No, exactly. Especially and here in North now America, we, right? We, like, right. And now, I mean, speaking from being in the States, like we have been trying to get back on our feet for quite some time. And it's been hard because we're still, we're still, you know, hitting the chin a bit. Do you remember going on planes before 9-11 and how lax it was. Yeah. Right? I just told my wife, we, we just uh, saw the news report about somebody like over over ocean decide that they want to fight in, 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 on a plane. Yeah. While over the ocean. That's like, what are you, what are you stupid what are you, idiot? What are you thinking? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you thinking? Can I mind you too? We talked about the 90s too. And the other thing is that like, we also had Limbiscuit. Huh. And I want to say that because the uh, su- what it was star super star uh, starfish and a hot dog flavor water, that album is literally that you better not turn it on. <laughs> no, no, no. Check my phone. That's that song. That that album alone literally was like the epitome of what we were doing in the nineties. It was like we were rebelling against the grain of people. You know, bosses who were like, and, and WWE, WWE capitalized on that, literally capitalized Which on that. So with Stone Cold. Because if you knew the culture of WWE, you do not go against the boss. It's so crazy. It is. How about that? Right. <laughs> it was like, they. now we look back at it and I'm looking at the smoke of skull title that I have over here. It's like, I'll look like, man, they got us good. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like They got us. 
right in the, in the kisser. You know, it's funny. I've tried to justify that title because I have the original WWF Smoke and Skull title, not the new one. I think, like, I got the original WWF title the during WWF that era. F sign. Yep. Oh. With the F. With the F. I know the F stays got the in. F in. <laughs> yes, exactly. And with the snakeskin back and all that stuff, like, legit. Like, I got it. I think I got it. Um, after WrestleMania 15 or whatever, or I don't know if I got it. I think I got it when uh, New York, maybe. I don't. I don't remember, but I did. I did get. I have it. Um, but it's, it always. I, the reason why I got it is because it was a reminder of that rebellion. Yeah. It was the significance to the rebellion of that time and what we were fighting for because we all had the crappy bosses back then and we all got tired of being bossed around. Like I said, this generation is in that same realm, but they're doing it differently. And I don't know. I, I implore everybody who say who fighting for their worth in this generation. I just don't know to what end what is working and what is not <laughs> with with this one. Man, you know what my biggest one of my biggest regrets in life is, aside from any relationship I've ever had. Um, back in learning experience, <laughs> back in <laughs> wrestling, <laughs> back in what? wrestling acts or WrestleMania access for WrestleMania X eight. Um, yeah. you know, they, they had the huge oh, the store. Canada one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, mm-hmm. my buddy bought the Eagle belt, WWF. Cause this is be- right before the, oh, the original. Series. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. My biggest regret is not buying that belt back then. It was on such a good price because yeah. they were trying to get rid of all the belts. This was the Hulk Hogan Eagle belt, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I, I am a fan of that title. It wasn't my favorite title in the world, but I was a fan. I'm not as a fan as what everybody else is. Like to me, there the title belts that I love from them. See, but you're I, honestly you're, my favorite. Okay. Is, People have to remember you're an NWA guy. So for you, the 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 mecca of belts is the big gold. I was second at by the United States title that Nikita Koloff and uh, and Magnum TA had and there Barry Windham had that oh, that that one right there was I think that's what I, that was that title right there that really made me fall in love with the idea of doing title belt designing. Um, it's just so beautiful. The colors were just right. The I like love the side plates that were just like circle and you know the the red, white, and blue. It was just so really. I don't was it Reggie Parks that did that title? I don't know. I think it was. But, um, I think it was. Oh, man. Just so beautiful. And it just looks, pre- it just looked prestigious. It didn't look like a toy. It looked like an actual award that you give to an athlete. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely, I will second with the title, but no. Um, yeah, uh, you're right. Because one of my favorite titles of WWE is the Undisputed title, to be honest. Like, like the Black. Oh, yeah. The one that, the one that, um, that, uh, Lesnar, Lesnar had. Who? Had? Yeah. And then, Who? Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, the guy that, you know, there were. All right. Let me say that. Um, the one that Eddie Guerrero had. <laughs> yes. Eddie Guerrero. That's it. You know, it's funny. We Speaking of that, was it you? Um, you were the one that showed me. Uh, no, no. Somebody else. And I showed you, I think, of, you know, Undertaker's streak being brought back under, as undefeated as yeah. a result of the sudden you disappearance. Said you said to right, as as some Thanos snap. When people put that, in, I'm like, okay, so by that measure, um, Coffee Kingston is still world um, yeah. WWE champion, right? There you go. <laughs> all right. If we go play that game, let's play it all. <laughs> speaking of image comics, speaking of Rob Liefeld, let's watch a little something, something else, shall we? 
Oh, right. Oh, comicasm. Right. <laughs> guess I should turn up the sound, and I guess I should unmute. This is your chance to be a hero among the heroes. Because these screens are so large, it takes me a couple extra seconds to do everything. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do this again. Listen to me, Mr. Wilson. When you had your fun with time, huh? you messed with a lot of things. It's time for you to fix what you broke. This is your chance to be a hero among heroes. I smell what you're stepping in, Sensei. Your little cinematic universe is about to change forever. I'm the Messiah. I am Marvel Jesus. Why don't we start in Sokovia? Wait, Sokovia? There's no freaking way. Wolverine is working for us, and he will be your ally. Wolvie? Is that really you? Both of our stories are supposed to be over. This whole mess, all of it is your fault, Wade. Come on, Logan. Everyone deserves a second chance. Or a few of them, at least. And this is what ours looks like. Wade! Ah. You are special. Don't let this opportunity slip away. We're gonna do whatever the hell we want. Paradox. Wait! God, I love this part. Don't just stand there, you ape. Give me a hand up. God, please! Oh my God! Are you here to save the multiverse? Or to destroy it? Okay, this is the first time I've actually saw that. Is that the is that the legit That's full the trailer? International full trailer. Whoa, they didn't show this much on um in the, the versions that I nope. um, saw in the Super Bowl. Nope. Cuz we were trying to figure out like somebody somebody actually said that like cuz we didn't see how he was in you know with the TVA and why he was with the TVA and we thought like well he did you know actually play around with time back then and I'm like that mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. This actually shows it that they're that's what they're you know what's funny? I wonder if this is just happenstance for them that because they didn't know what that what Deadpool 2 was going to be like, and Deadpool 2 didn't know what they were going to be doing. It just happened to work and intertwine with each other perfectly to yeah. add to this is why I love Marvel Studios, okay? They somehow always learn how to make sense out of everything and troubleshoot it and make it work. This is a difference between Marvel Studios and Sony. <laughs> That's a whole different subject right there. Sony you, writing and, and it's not even the writing. It's ethics. I think it very much is. If the stories are true that Sony was able to sign Dakota Johnson and other people because they thought they were signing on to the MCU. Wow. Oh, my God. Is that was you, you didn't hear this report? No, I did yes. not hear that. Yes. Apparently. Apparently, I'll, I'll I'll try to find the the article for you later. But my brother sent that. me an article basically saying that 
Sony was able to sign some of these stars, um, like uh, Chick from Euphoria and stuff. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, uh, Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, her and others because they thought they were going to sign onto the MCU. Now, well, is this a, I mean, there may be some this like, truth to it. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Where now that's what they're saying, or yeah. because you know it's such a flop, or if this is true, like the fact that this is even a story. That is, I that is. Look, when it comes to Pascal pitchers, <laughs> I got my issues with them so bad, but. The worst thing and best thing that they could have done is give us, um, give uh, I say us, give uh, Marvel Studios the right to have Spider-Man. Now, people forget that was based off of some controversy that Amy Pascal has uh, had. Yeah. And this was them doing, you know, damage control. And it benefited Marvel Studios so bad, but it also made her pissed off because they made a better Spider-Man, you know, um, you know, trilogy than they did. And then took their con their versions and even made it better. <laughs> yep. There's one last thing. So anything else on the Deadpool thing aside from you know having a small little chubby for it? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, for those who didn't see it, that you know, there's a poster that shows a charm um of Wolverine and and Deadpool, and turns out that that is real. And I was wondering, like, if they sell, if they actually sell those or will oh. sell those. It's going to, and they're going to, you talk about the Dunkings, uh, the Dunkin' Donuts uh, situation with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and all. No, this is going to sell just as big. And turns out his, Ryan Reynolds' wife actually owns the physical version of that pendant. It is real. The Blake Lively, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. um, Yeah, uh, they need to mass produce that (laughs) by the time July come. Because there are going to be people wearing that so as much as they did the Batman medallion in the 90s. I forgot about that. Yeah, I did not. I used to own a couple of those. Really? Oh, God. The part I'm pissed off about is like, where are they? <laughs> I used to, because, I mean, those things were, they were awesome back then. Like, the Batman medallions was supposed to be a take on the, um, the African medallions that we used to wear back in the 90s. And, man, did those things sell like hotcakes. Boy. You, right. they sold them. I had a bunch of those. Let's talk about one more thing. The Marvel related came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Boom! Fantastic Four. Is this the cast? Oh, you didn't see this? I did not. Okay. I'm- so yes, yesterday Valentine's Day. Yes, they released mm-hmm. the cast and the first poster, like promo poster for Fantastic Four, coming out July twenty fifth, twenty twenty five. A superhero quartet created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby who will be played by Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. That one I knew. Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm. Sue Storm. Mm. Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. And Eben Moss Backrock as Ben Grimm. You know who Eben Moss Backrock is? I actually am unfamiliar with everything outside of uh, Amy, uh, as outside of um, Pedro Pascal at this point. So the thing is played by cousin from the Bear. No way! Yes, get out of here. You see this painting that the, up there? You see it up there? Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 hold on. Let's zoom in on this a little more. Is that him? That's him right there. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, he should be good. I actually love him on a bear. 
Oh, he's the best on the bear. So there he's, you go. He's the best because he's he's like legit annoying. Yeah. <laughs> he reminds me of somebody that you know. <laughs> yep. That is. The oh, that cast. should be like everybody from the yo, dude. Everybody from the bear is pay is getting mad, mad publicity and paid right now. Yep. Big time. As they should. As they should. It's a it's absolutely freaking great show. I love it. Season three officially confirmed for this June. Oh, we knew it was coming. It was just like the oh, writer strike and, and the actors. Uh, I thought it would be pushed back from June, and they haven't even yeah. started filming yet. They're filming February twenty eighth. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I got to catch up. I still got to catch up with uh, season two. Wow. Oh. oh, season two is. I watched. I watched the entire season one and got so excited by the end when he uh, when he I ain't just saying a spoiler alert. Screw you guys. <laughs> um, when he uh, when he got when he found the money and all the stuff and I literally woke my wife up at the time. Like my wife can't watch because there's so much conflict in there and it's like. I'm used to it because I've used to work in environments like that and getting the scuffles like that. So I was like, oh, this is just this is normal for me. Yeah. Exactly. But uh I, I love that show. I do I am looking forward to seeing how they survive second season. Yeah, dude. Oh, the second season is so intense. There are some episodes. Don't even have your wife around when you're watching this. Like watch it alone. Because there's some episodes that get people worked up because there's so much conflict. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what always pissed me off is like, I'm looking at it and it's like, there's so many things that they shouldn't be be doing here from my like experience of not working in a, exactly in a culinary environment, but like working in a slightly retail environment because there's some similarities to it. It's like, yo, y'all need to, y'all, I know y'all stressed out, but damn, yeah, y'all really need to get it together, man. Right? There's no management. There's no management in this damn place at all. That's part of the, intrigue of the show for me because i did work in that environment and it's right it, it can be so crazy sometimes especially when the cat's away right exactly i was like everybody's chef in there like so everybody is like equal. i get everybody was equal but it was like i thought that was also part of the problem too like there was no leadership That's, in there because they always trying to and i i understand his case but it's like there needed to be some upper leadership even though like you're trying to give everybody the same leisure and respect and all this stuff yep. but it's like so, all right Something, something has to go. So hopefully season two does turn that around to some extent. Uh, you'll see. So cousin <laughs> is the thing. Pedro Pascal awesome. is now officially everyone's papi, daddy, whatever you want, because he is now officially yep. the dad of the MCU being uh, <laughs> like, it's crazy. I, I'm I'm eager. I'm so eager to see how he's going to play um, Reed. This is going to be very interesting because, of course, he was my first pick. And I don't question any casting decision of Marvel, of Marvel Studios. Let me remind you, not not Marvel, Marvel Studios. There's a difference because Sony also has their Marvel side of things. And then Marvel Studios has their own side of things. But Marvel Studios casting has always been on point. I've never had any issues with anybody they cast it because they seem yeah. to always fit the format. Yeah, agreed. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, so Fantastic Four, July 25th, 2025. Deadpool, July something, 2024. And X-Men 97 so on Disney Plus in just... Oh, we also don't forget, we also month. got What If. We also got What If coming, season three. Oh, What If, whatever. Well, good good for that. <laughs> I, it's, I can't I get that into damn it. Show. I know, I know. I, I think I'm the only person who like legitimately does not like that show. Explain. It's stupid. It sucks, and I understand what if. <laughs> I just don't like what they've done with it. 
All right, here's my question. Have you ever watched um, Amazing Stories, like, back in the yes. day? Did you grow up watching yes. that show? Dude, I can... I, it's not the concept. It's the execution I just didn't care for. I mean, in a lot of ways, it does mimic the comics. Because the comics was nothing but, like... I, I, dude, I know. It's just there's something about <laughs> the show that I just did not like i know you know i ain't gonna fault you for it because i i am the same way like, about cosmic it's like stranger things the cosmic it's like stranger mm-hmm. things don't put stranger things yeah. in front of me it's the stupidest show alive <laughs> i've never bothered to watch that show so i can't I tried speak. I don't, I got no- so many times and i cannot get past the first fucking episode I got no dog in that fight. I just, people got hype about it and they say it's the new Goonies. And I'm like, well, I like Goonies, but I didn't love Goonies. But it like, it was like, it ain't the new yeah, um, I was like, if people got so, it, they almost got Taylor Swift level hyped about this show. And I was like, when you get to that level, I kind of get turned off about it. And maybe I'll put it in my late bloomer list of things to watch, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, okay. I'll watch it someday. And maybe you're right. Maybe I just think, no, nah, it's not for me. This is how my brain works. You said Taylor Swift. I'm like, hey, Taylor Swift, thinking of Super Bowl, thinking of the Kelseys. One of the Kelseys plays for Philadelphia. Your likes like your wife likes Philadelphia. Your wife's birthday was this past weekend. You had a great dinner. Talk to me about the dinner. That's literally how my train of thought went. Ah. <laughs> wow. Your computer system is very uh, acute. <laughs> um, no, we actually we had a great time. We actually went to uh, I believe we I, I'm. Briefly you mentioned it on the show, it. I think, you, last week. You yeah. Mentioned it a few weeks ago when you made the reservation. Yeah. But right. So, paint and me a picture. I painted you a picture. I made a video. You, I know, um, <laughs> paint a picture to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so, basically, what happened is that I we decided, you know, we're, we're, we're foodies, but not foodies to a fault. But, like, we decided to go to this new place. Um, really. Oh, shout out to them. Um, you know, a really black, owned, a beautiful black owned establishment called uh, Bacon Bacon. It is exactly what it says. It's they're baking bacon like entrees that are, that are celebrating bacon. Bacon. Literally. Bacon. Um, so they they have bacon like entrees that are just done to a science. And it is a very upper echelon like deal, but it's also relaxed too. It's not like you're going in, you're not going in formal. You're going in like, you know, where you, you could be formal, you could do whatever. It started, the guy started as a food truck and then he was able to get so good at it that he ended up having his own brick and mortar building. And it's a beautiful building. Ooh. The food was just outstanding. Um, oh, it, it, dude, can I say something? Shout out to him. If you're listening, Justin, he's the owner. Um, almost wanted to eat in their bathroom because it was so pristine. I was like, can you, I almost was like, can you just take it? In? <laughs> it would, the bathrooms are even beautiful in there, man. Justin Coleman, but, Kelvin Alexander, two black chefs from Joyzy. And they wanted to come to Philly. <laughs> wow. It's a man, step and, up. And it, it was just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I'll let Canada make that decision. <laughs> y'all, y'all farther away from me. I'm closer to Jersey. <laughs> I don't want Camden coming out of my ass. <laughs> no, but um, no, the food was just phenomenal. It was so great. Um, the ambiance was awesome. Um, go out of your way, find this place. It is just if you come to Philly, I highly recommend going to this spot. If you're if you're a fan of bacon like that, um, the burgers that we had were great. The burger that I had. It was a it was a wagyu beef burger. 
you know they you know the upper echelon when they start using Wagyu beef. <laughs> the Wagyu beef burger was dripped in caramel sauce. I was I like, could. how the f- is this going to work? And it did. It so worked you greatly. Sent me a picture, and 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 what was this? The Hagen bacon. It was the hanging bacon. Basically, literally, it's like a a clothesline that they give you with bacon that is dripped in. It's it's like dripped in um like some uh, really type of honey or type of sauce or whatever like or barbecue honey barbecue sauce or whatever like that or something. But it drips on to the cornbread that's in the bottom. It's just just the the artistry, the culinary artistry of it is just brilliant. Yeah. Um, and it it did not disappoint. Your oh, wife I, is also I not a drinker, right? Oh no, she is. She's oh. not a big drinker. Like no, but did she have a cocktail? Oh, that drink, cocktail? Yeah, the drink she had in the drink. I'm looking at these. It's I'm a, looking at these right now. These cocktails look fantastic. Yeah. And this, there's bacon in there, by the way. There's bacon sprinkled on that in there somehow, and they managed to make it together. My my wife, when it comes to drinking, is hilarious because she is not a good drinker. Like she'll drink. And then fall asleep. She doesn't do stupid stuff. Like she, she, we've been to like Fox and a Hell, which is like a sport, um, a sports bar. I don't even know if they're still around anymore. But when we used to go watch UFC at at this place, I'm telling you, the time that what that that dude that you know what that used to be a wrestler, and then now he became a UFC fighter when he was fighting, <laughs> man. And we got it's hyped about it. Second. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the guy he who shall not be named. Every yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he who doesn't remain. Um, <laughs> um I, everybody got everybody got hyped and excited or angry or whatever like that, and it was loud noise. She over here sleep because she had a Cosmo. <laughs> like okay. she like we we Ubered it back. Trust me. <laughs> Amazing. Um, this, I, it's on my list for for the next time in Philly, which could be in just a few weeks. All right, best. Yeah. Okay, I'm in this site. Yeah, called Eater Philadelphia. Now, okay. I'm going to name this. Uh, I'm going to go through this article real quick, and you okay. just say yay or nay if you agree with this. The if best I coffee spots it, we... in Philly. Yeah, you can just say I oh, don't know ahead. if you've never been there, but yeah, whatever. Ultimo Coffee. This is a lot. What is it? Ultimo Coffee. Never, never been. Cafe Roasters. Never been. Foreign. Never been. Reanimator where does it say? What does it say they located? Uh, okay, so let's look up. I love how they even give you a map. So the first one that I said was Ultimo Coffee. That looks like it's in Germantown, uh, Wayne Avenue. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. So what, what you don't know is that basically those are in the outer regions of Philly. Okay. So now, normally the hot spots are normally down Center City. Okay, so it's like South Philly. South Philly is ish, because you could go from down Center City on the South and and kind of transition into South uh, South Philly, right? Like if you like, say if you when when WrestleMania comes, best thing to do is to stick to Center City. Center City, because every place that you're like. You're going to try to go to that bacon bacon, which is far out in the region. And then you're also good, like you're if, if you're talking like budget, you like traveling budget, you're going to be paying a lot on Uber. Yeah. Going from one place to the next. Yeah, I know. And I, 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 from the few times I've been at Philly, it's 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 a city mm-hmm. that you can walk through 
but to get yeah. from zone to zone, you cannot. Right, exactly. So a lot of the places that may be recommended on that list may not all be in the same region, so same no, no. area. It's throughout. It's like you, you should see them. Like, yeah. So, which okay, means you also got to take like, account for the traveling budget that you're going to be paying for because I travel to Germantown from Center City or even to West Philly can be like a fifty dollar ride. Yeah, I, I know. Just it, it looks far. Like it looks far. Like just looking at this map. Yeah. Right? Hold on. So my what, what, my recommendation. My recommendation to everybody, if you're coming to WrestleMania down, um, you know, um, when it comes here, stick into Center City because there's going to be a lot of places that are great. I can definitely name some places downtown that I've been to um, that are going to be great. And it's not a that's not a slight on any of the ones that are listed here because you're giving you need to send that to me so we can actually travel ourselves <laughs> to these spots. Yeah, dude, look at the site. Eater Philadelphia, but got dive bars, you got restaurants, you got Oh, dive uh, bars are awesome here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I've told you about the dive bar that I went to in Chester. I know it's not the same, but like mm. <laughs> Right. Cuz some of them like gluten-free you know, options. Um, the best gluten-free you know options man, in Philadelphia. You know, shout out to my man uh Mega Ran who, you know, the you know the um, you know, if you're a hip-hop uh, nerdcore artist, you know who Mega Ran is. He would come to Philly every once in a while and like do a show at a dive bar just for the hell of it and all the stuff. And there's some really like some really awesome little, you know, intimate dive bars down here that you can check out. You know, Kung Fu, uh, Necktie Kung Fu, I believe, is one of them. Brew which has a good little performance spot. Cocktails. South Street used to. Yeah. Uh, black owned breweries and like this. I like this mm-hmm. site. I like this site a lot. I would say if you go if you go down to Center City, like hit like the zip code one nine one zero three, you will definitely hit some spots that I can recognize. And I'm like, yes, you need to hit spot. And go, click on that, please. <laughs> he's hitting he's hitting the best cheesesteaks in Philly. Now this is why I got. This is where I, I'm, I'm gonna have no. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I can't wait. Berries. All right, berries. Berries maybe. Berries is pretty good. Berries is pretty good. I will give them credit. Yeah. Chubbies. Chubbies, I've never been there. Never been to that one. They just better not Philly. Phillips. Wait, wait, Philip Sticks. Okay, never been to that one either. Oh, that's a passion. Okay. Nipotina. Okay, these are new all these are new. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, Angelo's Ooh. Pizzeria. These places yeah. tend to be very updated, right? Anyways, I'm gonna yes. send this to you. Yeah, please and, do. Yeah. But like, I was I will say here's one I would definitely recommend because um we always take Molly uh Flanagan when she comes into town to this place. Uh, we've been both times. Um she's paid both times and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um which is why I don't have any problem ordering up. So <laughs> right. but she would um we would go to San Pan San Pai. Which is or Sam Pan, I'm sorry, which is like a fusion Asian uh, fusion restaurant. Beautiful, awesome place. Can I tell you a story about this? The of second course. time, the last last year, last year we went there because she was she came to Philly um, for uh, what was it? Uh, Fam Expo. Yep. And she surprised me by telling me her and uh, um, and her wife Lisa, who's also our manager, um, told you know they surprised me. They texted me. It was like. Guess what? We're coming to Philly. We'll be seeing you soon. I'm like, hell yeah. yes, let's do nice. it. They said, pick. A, they said, pick a place that you want to go. Don't worry about it. We'll, you know, we got it. We'll take care of it. Um, just let us know where you want us to go. 
And we were going to try something different because we already been to San Pan, but they were like very happy that we went back to San Pan and so did we. So when we went to the con, we did the con and then we met each other that night in San Pan. Can I tell you how famous this woman is? In a sense of if you're an anime fan, you know her voice. We were in that restaurant. It's loud, but Molly's loud. Er. <laughs> yes. And we're all having a conversation. We're all having conversation and stuff. By the way, if you guys, do you guys get um, ABC uh, yeah. in Canada, right? Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, check out um, her show, uh, Not Dead Yet. I love that. She's show. on that show. I know. I love that show. She plays Tina and she is, they have a Valentine's Day episode that aired yesterday. It is hilarious when she's on air and she just pops up out of the blue every single time. But we had, we had dinner over there with her. We met her down there and we were all talking and our waiter, our, our server, was there and she's not an anime fan, but the chef and some of the other servers were. So we were, I guess we were near the, the server station and we were talking, but they could hear her voice. And the server came back and she was like, I don't mean to, um, I don't mean to, um, to interject, but, uh, my, our chef over there says, has reason to believe that you may be a actor. Is any of you act or anything? And she, she was like, yeah, I do. It's like, are you the voice of Naruto? <laughs> and That's actually hilarious. No, no, here's the other funny part. She was already ready for this. <laughs> she actually had cards that she was ready to autograph. She was like, yeah, and she, graciously, she signed every single card that they requested. One for them, one for their, one for their friends. She... And she just literally, I was like, yo, this is awesome. This is so awesome. Cause that's what type of person she is. She has no problem doing it. Um, it, it was, it was, by the way, fun fact, how we met was that I actually was, a, uh, she's also a client of mine every so often. So I, this is why people, you need to stop being evil on, on, on social media and know how to communicate with people and socialize with people because you never know who you're going to meet. Amen. You never freaking no, and how you pre- how you conduct yourself online makes a fact because if not for me being a graphic designer and multimedia developer and me taking the initiative, shout out to Kyle Abear, the voice of Ryu and yep. Gohan from Dragon exactly. Ball Z. He put out a notice said, "We need a graphic designer." I was the first one online, <laughs> and we jumped at it, and I jumped at it. So I ended up doing her some some promotional autograph car, um, you know. Um, uh, cards for her and, and you know, uh, deals for her and all the stuff. And I actually, fun, even fun fact, I did t- two later on because one of them, the other one was with um, Yuri Longthal, who plays uh, Sasuke and Spider Man, uh, Peter Parker and Spider Man on the uh, PlayStation 5 Spider Man and his wife, Yuri, uh, um, Tara Platt. Um, so they, because they were all going to do a deal together. So they paid me to, I got paid by, you know, these guys to do it. And then I ended up doing panels with them later on. So, um, but all this. All this stems from how you conduct yourself online. So instead mm-hmm. of trolling on social media, instead of finding a way to displace your anger, try being friends with people. Try to communicate with people because you never know who you're going to meet. You may actually meet somebody who's a good, who could be a good friend who you can have. It's like said person I'm working with right now. And you can also find opportunity, but it's how you conduct yourself and never count yourself out. Amen. Because now I have this great relationship with some of the, some of my favorite people as an anime fan. I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better 
fandom. You know, yep. if anything to take away from Agreed. that is just be nice on social media, people. Don't be a you never dick. Know. Don't be a dumbass. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a fool. Don't be a. Don't be a lot of stuff. Don't count yourself out, and don't just don't count yourself out. You know, just basically don't count yourself out. Don't sabotage yourself from. Now, even if it's not about meeting somebody in a business world or whatever, like just don't count yourself out. You can make a good friend. You can make somebody who you can find who may benefit your life, your quality of life. Just don't use social media to as a, as a pillow to scream in. Yeah, I mean, if exactly anything, it. take away from that. <laughs> All right, my friend. Let us get into things. Let's talk about AEW from Wednesday, February the fourteenth, twenty twenty four, live from Austin at the Heb Center in Cedar Park. All right, what did you think of the show? I still think I like last week's better, but this one was still really good. This was still a good, fresh episode. You know what? It was a rest. The match, qu- match quality. I really enjoyed it. It was a wrestling show. It, it, there was nothing yeah. wrong with it. There was nothing amazing. It was a show. Exactly. It was a show with build up to their pay per view. Was mm-hmm. it perfect? Hell no. But no. it was a show. <laughs> An enjoyable show at that. John Moxley versus Dax Harwood kicked things off. Uh, very random match on paper, but uh, you know, I I really True. did enjoy this. I really did enjoy this match a lot. Dax Harwood. So good. So underrated as a singles wrestler. This generation, without a doubt, and he knows this, this generation's Arn Anderson. Yeah. Or none. Funny. And enough. I'm proud. I, I still need to know if you ever get the opportunity to interview him, please. I need to know the origin of why he chose my name. Right. Because <laughs> of all names to pick, do you know how many Daxes that are in anywhere, let alone wrestling? And the only thing I, the only reason why I do like fight uh, AEW fight forever, because now I can create a character using my name, which is finally on a wrestling game. That <laughs> is so true, actually. Um, <laughs> this was hard fought. I love the toughness of both guys, like that point in the middle, closer to the end of the match, where they're like two pit bulls barking. They did at not each hold other, back, and I love it face to face. That's exactly it. That's what I liked about this match. They didn't hold back. Um, so Mox with a cutter and a curb stomp, only good for a two count. Harwood hits a brain buster on Moxley for a two count. Mox is down on the mat. Harwood climbs to the top and jumps, but Moxley moves out of the way, catches him, and is able to lock in a rear naked choke. Harwood tries to fight and fight and fight, but he can't, and he is forced to tap out. You get the winner, John Moxley. After the match, Moxley is keeps trying to put him out, and he out comes Cash Wheeler to break things up. Wheeler and Mox go at it. This makes Claudio Castanoli run in, and he's able to take out Wheeler. Both members of FTR kind of go uh, scooting to the back, which is a very weird dynamic when it's the faces yeah. who scoot. Yeah, I agree. I digress. I agree. But that's the BCC for you. Moxley and Castanoli uh, put the dual submissions, and that was that. This sets up a match for next week where Claudio and Mox will face FTR on Dynamite. I think the only negative I would give to this is that 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 choke hold he had on for too long. Again, this is MMA logic kicking in, and I feel like Taz kind of pointed it out. Shout out to Taz for pointing it out. And he always points out the realism of that of that effect. I think more referees should have came out to try to part, you know, get him out of that deal. Like I feel like nobody helped in a real in a real world situation. 
he would be dead. That could have killed him. Yeah, that could have killed him and gave him brain damage or whatever. Like, like more referees or whatever should have taken that seriously and got him away, but they didn't treat it as with the severity that it should have. And you know, you know, it is what it is. But you know, what I'm saying like, um, it, 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 you know, it was a, it was a good segment nonetheless. But I just feel like it would have been even it would intensified if if people more people were coming and understood the severity of him having that hold on for too long. Yep, agreed. All right, the Callis family is backstage with Renee Paquette. Don Callis gets right to business, and he says that Takeshita and Hobbs are the victims of their own success because no one wants to face them anymore. So now he is forced to book matches himself, and he says that at AEW Revolution, it's going to be family members going at it as Takeshita will take on Will Ospreay. And the words of Fry from Futurama, shut up and take my money now. <laughs> If already if I wasn't going to get this uh, pay per view, um, you know, before, I'm definitely going to get it for now because that's just going to be that could easily be a show stealing uh, match right there. Yeah, seems random. I think that that's going to it's a random match, but I like the fact that they were able to yeah. make a storyline reason why. Right, right, and I dig. Well, you know, what just reminds me of this is very new Japan pro wrestling in some ways yeah. to me. Because every so often a cast member would face each other and it's like, all right, this is whatever. I don't know what's gonna what's gonna come out of this, but just the match quality alone, I think this is gonna really help Takeshia step up a little bit more in the eyes of people. I mean, not that he already hasn't, but this is a high level match. This is a really high level match right here for him. So um this is Kenny Omega big. Yeah. So I hopefully whatever comes out of this that it makes Takeshia takes a uh, Takeshia to the next level. Warlow beat up Barrett Brown. He did his uh, last ride powerbomb. That was that. Is it me? Or they keep doing this with Warlow. He keeps getting built up, gets to a certain point, and then they manage to, like, screw him nope. up and take him down nope. a few pegs. Same. Nope. It's it's always the same wrench, wash, and repeat type of situation. It's been, and, if you go, honestly, if you go back, this is like when me watching old episodes of um of NWA from uh, the eighties and noticing that they are patterning, they they're recycling the same patterns over and over again with certain people. This is that situation with Warlow right now. They had, he has not been able to climb to that next level. And I don't know about you, but I just feel like the undisputed kingdom is not at the same level that they were a month ago, two months ago. Well, for one thing, I think that it's the, it's the combination. Like, Say what you will about Matt Taven in that match tonight. We'll talk about that. But he just never comes off as somebody that people take seriously. Dude, even as ROA champion, no one took him serious. I, I, because it's just like, really? This dude, like, I mean, it, it's a shame because his rest, when he wrestles, it's a whole different game. But his personality, he just looks like the lamest of the lamest indie star. Yeah, he does. He just, he has not transitioned himself because he has the same stupid hairstyle. He has the same look. He has, he has never transitioned. Like I'll compare him to Jay Lethal. If you put Jay Lethal in that in that group, that's a whole different ball game because Jay Lethal was a dude at that level, but then he transitioned and evolved that's into something thing. that you said it right there. They're, they're like Pokemon. You got to evolve. You got to make yourself you gotta evolve. that main event seriousness. Matt Taven is still this goofy guy that walks, like, runs right. around with Mike Bennett. 
and you're supposed to we're supposed to respect you for your accolades like come on dude like act like a champion dress mm-hmm. like a champion be mm-hmm. a champion speaking of you can't just look like you just coming you can't look like right exactly you can't still come out looking like you just after all these years and all the titles that you won and, and all the money you supposedly won you're still coming out of a trailer park yeah mm, yeah speaking <laughs> of trailer parks and acting like champions we see footage from earlier today that showed the evps matthew and nicholas jackson exiting a private jet as they wore the same blood-stained white suits from last week's attack on sting and darby allen they are killing me <laughs> they are just and no, mind you notice that they also just completely take t- um took the beards off now first of oh, all yeah, how did. are they able to grow their beard so quickly white people power i don't know <laughs> thank you i i i guess so this is from the, you know it's the same this is the same people who can ride who go walk in shorts in the winter time yeah there's always that one person in shorts and sandals it's always that one person <laughs> yep all right always adam copeland versus daniel garcia with big daddy magic on commentary, the winner is going to face Christian for the TNT Championship. And in a very rare AEW move, this went to a no contest as Nick Wayne and Killswitch came for the attack and beat up both Garcia and Copeland. Got Dax, quick question. Are we going to get another triple threat at Revolution for the TNT title? I hope not. I hope right? not. I really it, hope they, not. I hope they're careful about that. We already have yeah, one. I hope they don't. And I hope they not only careful about that, but also, um, no, just no, like, no, just one is enough. My biggest issue when I talked to you, I texted you about this yesterday was like, okay, for the last couple of weeks with the, um, CM, uh, LL angle and the BCC angle, we had daddy magic instantly do run-ins two, maybe three times instantly coming out. And then all of a sudden here we are. His his main dude, his main dude is out there. He's on comment. Daddy matches on commentary. His main he's dude is getting right like stumped, and he's not. He's just saying he just commentated about it, and he didn't run into like like way later. Yeah, At that's like a saying time, that we that we would you run into the ring if I'm getting my ass yes. kicked by kill switch? Yeah, I mean it's a stupid move, but you still got to show you. That's, you got to no. That's your ball. You got to yeah. know. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you may, you may look, you're talking, I'm sorry. You're talking to somebody who jumped in knowing he was going to get stumped by multiple people in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I literally jumped like I, I, it was, it was, it, there's a big backstory to it, but the, it comes up that I a do sucker punched me when I was in a, um, an auditorium and all of his bulls was there. Cause he did it because of that. And I'm like, you think I'm going to run away from this? I'm, right. If the, the, here's the thing. The key to that, if you ever get into a situation, which I pray never, nobody ever does, if you ever get into a situation where you're getting, you know, you're about to get dumped on by a bunch of people, like dudes, get one. <laughs> yeah. You you make sure you get the one dude. And this was the era where we were when we were really starting to wear Tims. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> which is why I always have a pair of Tims on me at all times. But you always get the one dude, and like even if you go in getting, you're gonna get you know, obliterate it. You get one dude, at least, at least to say that you, you know, you're not going to let anybody, you know, come at your boy like that. Like, no, that, to me, we would have been, we would have had an issue afterwards. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to roll. Yep. Where do you like, think no, this is the, like, this, this is like, the deal. Oh, this is like the deal. Like if you watch 
house party back in the day, the original. This is play talking about, yo, man, I had you when he was fighting when um kid was fighting full force. He was like, yo, man, I had your back. Yeah, way back. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what Daddy Magic did right there. Where do you think they're going with the story? Like, what do you think is the end game here? I it's pointing to a triple. You know what? Actually, considering. Let's talk about what happened after the match. Christian Cage yeah. and Shayna Wayne are out. Cage grabs a chair from under the ring. Daddy Magic tries to stop him, but Killswitch takes him out. Killswitch hits Garcia with the choke slam, and then Cage goes for a concerto until Copeland stops him. Copeland tries to hit Cage with a chair, but is low blowed from by Shayna Wayne. God bless her. Cage hits Copeland <laughs> with a concerto, and he stands over a fallen Copeland with the TNT title over his head. Now, we know that the concerto... Whoa, sorry. This is what I mean. I need the mm-hmm. pop filter. It, the, mainly for, <laughs> to separate myself. Now, you almost made love to that mic right there. Oh, <laughs> considering it's it's phallic... <laughs> obvious, anyways. Um, we know that the concerto is a devastating move, especially if you use WWE logic, and AEW doesn't fall away from WWE logic. So... Right. Copeland should be away for a long time at this point. At least a couple weeks or so, yeah. So Agreed. I guess they're going to do Garcia and Cage at the pay-per-view with Copeland making the save in some shape or form at the pay-per-view. I, I, would, I, would, I would be okay with that because you're right. Like when you do a concerto, like that's supposed to be devastating. He's not going to do a John Cena and pop up like a week later and just smile it off and let everything be all right. This usually leads to a major like injury angle. At best. Um, so, yeah, I can see them holding. What, what is the next pay-per-view after Revolution? Um, Probably. Or I what is Big Business? May. Big Business? Uh, yeah. A month from yesterday. And Revolution's two weeks. They could save that for Big Business. And like yeah. Garcia do uh, Revolution. I hope so. I hope so. I think that would be best. Yeah. Know what I know. <laughs> what do we know? We just talk about it. We don't book it. Samoa Joe right. is out, and he says that all was great with his reign until last week. Joe says they made his title match bigger and dumber, and he says that AEW rewards mediocrity, so they put him in a three-way match at AEW Revolution. Joe says he will injure both men and will teach them a lesson. Swerve Strickland and Prince Nana come out. Strickland says... When they started this whole thing, it wasn't supposed to be personal, but the more that Joe runs his mouth, the more personal it's getting. Strickland says that he's on his way to becoming one of the best of all time, and Joe needs to put some respect on his name. Swerve reminds us that he has gone on to face the biggest, baddest, and best that AEW has to offer, and he always proves that it's his house. Swerve reminds us all that Revolution, at Revolution, he will be the one holding the AEW championship when the night is done. Let's take a break right there. Why is Swerve the best? Why, like, why, 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 why? Well, how is Swerve, how is this guy amazing at everything he does? It needs to be a college course. Better and better (laughs) and better and better every week. Every week, he becomes more legit. Like Tupac, there needs to be a college course to to study. Why this man has, you know, the the, the swag. Know, there's also a college course for Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> granted, that is true. And you know, honestly, at this point, rightfully so. I oh, mean, how she's branding. cultivating. She is the WWE of pop music. Like she's almost getting to that Michael Jackson level, and it's scary with people. It is 
like she hasn't gotten people passing out on in or in arenas and they passing them passing them people out like a joint. But man, it's getting scary with her. Um, no, but Swerve, he's a study. He is a great. He is a he's an absolute study. You know what's funny? I thought about him. Yeah, you did. And I thought about like people like um like um Scorpio Sky. And I'm like, and I'm not to compare you know black people to black people, but like, let's compare black people. Something to black is people. missing. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I can safely do this. Um, Scorpio Sky has something, but it's just not there. I don't know what it is. And almost to the point, I feel like I don't know if, if Scorpio ever felt his groove. But man, this dude, he just he his confidence, his swag, his conviction, all that combined. It just it comes off genuine. It comes off natural. Um and it works. It is working because he's this is the this is the NWA formula yeah. of why a lot of people like NWA, because a lot of what you see is what you got in and out of the um, care all in and off cameras in and out of the ring. You got people like when you saw Dusty, that's Dusty outside. When you saw Art Anderson, that's Art Anderson outside. When you see even I hate to say when you even when you see Nikita Koloff. <laughs> <laughs> to his in his belief, you saw Nikita Koloff. No yeah, to his. Now, two things. Number one, you, you brought up um, Scorpio Sky needing to get his groove back. So you're saying that he should be like Stella, getting his groove back. Number two. Yeah, honestly. Number like, two. True, like jokingly, but it's for real. Yeah. Number um, two. Uh, we were talking about Dusty. Ever see Dusty yeah. play basketball? Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> um, yeah. The, when I tell you the dude, it, the dude. Like, is invited to the barbecue, right? He's invited in every single way. He's not a he. Well, not only that, he's not only basketball, but he's also good softball too. Like you yes. know, what I'm saying like. But see, you see, Dusty, you would never think three pointers, how, mind you. <laughs> oh, he can do a beautiful layup too. Yeah, I mean, come on, like don't you know, like the old um song that he used to come out with? Don't judge a book by his cover. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Hangman Adam Page is out, and he says that he signed on for a match where the winner would become the number one contender, and Strickland just couldn't do it. Page thinks the match should be one-on-one -on -one with two people who respect that championship. I'm going to pause right there because I love mm -hmm. the motivation of Hangman. Is like, this guy's a joke. He doesn't give a shit about the title, so I'm going to make right. sure that he doesn't have a shot. Love this story dynamic, man. Love it. Hangman says Swerve doesn't deserve the title shot nor the extra five minutes because he just couldn't get the job done. Samoa Joe says he's heard enough and at AEW Revolution, he's going to whoop both of their asses. Samoa Joe, as always, knows how to close it. He knows how to put it down. I love him. You talk about, when we talk about convictions, he never disappoints. When, you know, what you see is what you get. Like, my man, he will make you believe every single word that he says out of his mouth. And you will believe and for a minute when he talks, when he wrestles, you do feel like you're in a real fight. You're, you're witnessing a real fight. You're witnessing a real sporting situation. Like he is just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, this is one of my favorite segments of the entire show bar by far.
Well, and it made uh, me want to watch. It made me want to watch this um, this main event even more. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just know I'm going to have an entertaining in three ways, mind you. It's something that Samoa Joe is really good at. Yes, he is. He is. He's very good at that dynamic. Dynamic. Oh, I can't speak. I mean, it, it, remember, it was the first time when the first one of the first matches that we saw when TNA moved into like prime time. Yes, with Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. And Christopher Daniels, which was a mimic, mind you, was a, a bar from a, like move for move mimic from Era of Honor begins of Ring of Honor. Yep, exactly. All right, shall we watch this timeless presentation Let's, from Timeless let us, please. Storm? It's called. This was awesome. <laughs> just like my character trait, wet ink. That is so personal. <laughs> What does this tattoo remind me of? It reminds me of a girl I befriended because I felt sorry for her. A girl so naive, so needy, so desperate to make it that she had my pity. You were my young girl. I showed you my ways. I brought you into Japan. I helped you sign a contract. I nurtured you on my bosom of brilliance. You suckled on my teat of talent. And now, you bit the tit that feeds you. Somewhere along the way, you forgot who you were. You thought you were the star of the story, instead of just an extra. You want the old Tony Storm? Uh, You'll get the old Tony Storm and so much more. What do you do when you can't change the past? You can't. I... <laughs> what can we exactly say? Exactly with Renee Paquette. And the reaction of Renee Paquette and um, what's her name had at the end. It, we knew that this was coming. We didn't know what to expect from this. And what we got was more than we asked for in a great way. This was phenomenal. This is by far the best thing that Tony Storer has done so far. I absolutely enjoyed everything about it. It was phenomenal. It was amazing. The editing the, the 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 facials just the facial the expressions script. so well done luther <laughs> luther and then she luther. went in and got a legit tattoo yeah. mind you uh it was beautifully done i uh, just it was i did not expect this all right speaking of the reaction let's listen to the reaction <laughs> yana I don't even know how I feel about what we just saw, so I can't even imagine what is going through your mind right now. What's your reaction to that film we just saw? Um, Renee, Tony Storm is, is what my family would call a yakrion. That means she talks too much. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Tony, I'm going to break your arm, bitch. That was I the exact that. reaction. It was the perfect reaction. It's in my opinion, this was the perfect reaction. Short and sweet. Um, I wonder 
if they actually legit watched that for the first time and didn't play it off of that reaction. Literally about to say, I bet you any money they did not show these two, Deanna Prazo and Renee Paquette, that video, and that was their legit reaction. I if that is the case, I I this is one of these things I'm dying to know. Um they reacted to that so perfectly. I mean, it literally is. We, we and here, take note. We watched this the second time. We watched this since last night, and we still reacted with like, I don't know how to respond to this, but this was just brilliant. <laughs> like, I, you can't find you can't find really enough words to describe the masterpiece what this was. I thought Peraza was going to call her a Moulinian, if you know the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> Cunt. Re- oh, <laughs> okay then. And I, I would understand, but my, oh my God, um, that whole segment was just absolute. It, it you know, it, it really made me now want to see this more often because she, the dedication that, that, uh, Tony is put in to this story. And I'm glad that she didn't, I, I, cause I was afraid I'm like, is she going to cover over that? No, she actually did something really cool with that. And dude, like Tony storm, maybe in terms of, and I've been watching WWE lately, and there's some great talent there. But I'm sorry, at the, at the end of this year, it's going to be hard to say like Tony Storm is not one of the uh, best women this year. It's funny. I was if you just go on personality alone, randomly going through online, and I rewatched the match that got me into stardom, which was Io Shirai versus Tony Storm mm-hmm. from 2017. Mm-hmm. Man, such a good match! Such a good match. Wow. Unbelievable. Right. How about that? How about that? And great ones at that. Um, In different promotions, the fact that these women from Japan having a stellar match, uh, time limit draw, you know, in 2017 and now in 2024, seven Mm -hmm. years later, not only is one champion, but they're both champions in different promotions. Like that's how much and far women's wrestling has gotten. Right. Two major promotions at that. Like yeah. these, like these are no small feats. <laughs> like exactly. these are all both prime time million dollar promotions, uh, multi million dollar promotions, mind you. Um, now this was just it, okay. I got to say this. Shout out to uh, Renee Paquette and whatever the hell she was wearing right there because she looks stunning. <laughs> oh, I know. I she, know. Uh, like, she is. She is. I, I get it. She, she's like, she's like the Winnie Cooper. <laughs> Dude, back then, like. When 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 I knew her, she mm-hmm. literally was the Winnie Cooper. She is definitely the Winnie Cooper of wrestling. I would say that if you've ever, if any of you, you know, older cats ever watched the Wonder Years, so old. <laughs> just saying that. <laughs> People crush on Renee Paquette exactly like they did with Winnie Cooper back in the day. It's like she's like attractive, but not like overbearingly attractive to like she she feels that like she's above people she's girl next door her like cute and it's like you you feel like you almost got a chance even though her her boyfriend now husband or whatever like that is the jock <laughs> will beat your ass or something That's like that so true. like she's the molly ringwald of that whole time <laughs> oh molly ringwald that's a whole other uh, that's a whole lot of therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> Speaking of therapy sessions, the young... <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. The EVPs, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson versus Top Flight. A pretty good match. I mean, of course, um, 
you know what you expect from this. Like top flight is with a top talent tag team and it's going to be good. Look, I'm more impressed when top flight leaves a match without being injured. <laughs> Golf clap. I'm sorry to say it, right? Like I'm at that point with them. Like I just hope for their health at this point every time they're in the ring. Well, here's the thing. When they're in the ring with the uh, with the Jacksons, mind you, it's not when they get hurt. They always usually come off safe when they're around them. It's everybody else. It's other people. It's other people. Who, it's not who, other people who, when they're reckless. Who allow them to be reckless. Speaking of reckless, uh, we're going to talk about something just, that happened at Rampage yeah. in a little bit. Uh, okay. So the Bucks, sorry, the EVPs, they win with the EVP trigger. The more interesting part was happened after Tony Schiavone gets in the ring with yes. the EVPs and says that they are undefeated this year, so that makes them top of the rankings. Matthew says beating a team like Top Flight makes them legitimate number one contenders. <laughs> Just reminding Love us it. that they're trying to justify all this ranking. Shivani says yeah. Sting isn't there because of the attack from last week. Matthew says he's tired of hearing Shivani bearing them on commentary every week and calls it a breach of contract. Not a contract. <laughs> contract. <laughs> Nicholas gives Shivani a $1,000 fine and asks him if he has a problem with that. Nicholas pushes him down to the mat. Matthew apologizes and wants to help Shivani up, but he's set up for a EVP trigger. Darby Allen comes out. Allen then says the original mission statement of All Elite Wrestling was to change the world. Allen says he just wanted a job and did all he could, but the Bucks just hired their friends instead. Allen says he's thankful that there was a EVP back in the day that had some sense. Allen mm. says that they don't know what they got themselves into at AEW Revolution. Makes the match official. It is the EVPs, the Bucks, Matthew and Nicholas versus Sting and Darby Allen for the AEW Championship, which just so happens to be Sting's final match. Love this segment uh, again. Uh, well, the only out of you know, um, su you know, suspense from disbelief that I had was like, okay, yeah, you find it, you you find Cervani, but then you shoved him. Okay, where's that lawsuit coming? <laughs> that stretch, um, you know, oh, it is is wrestling nonetheless. As as as, well, I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, um, I, as another company taught us, you can't do anything to the person in charge or to the people in charge. Damn. <laughs> Enough said. Um, but at the same, another note, Darby Allen, whoever does his face paint is this week has been awesome. I love that that face the paint feeling, he does. It's almost as if he hasn't taken it off from last week. It really does, but it looks off. It looks organic. It, yeah. Because it, it, it has cracks it, everywhere. Or crusty. And so it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I thought it was like him drawing some whoever the artist was. They drew lines to make it. Look like they that. Did. They did. They did. It was beautifully done. It looks. He looks like one of those um those concrete uh, paintings <laughs> that you see on the on the ground, like a like a like a <laughs> like a Banksy or something like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. We go from two back to back entertaining things to okay. Look at this still of Jay White. He looks like I should not have signed here. <laughs> look at this still. Tranquilo, everyone. Tranquilo. All right. Let's take a look at this. Look at this still of Jay White coming up. Coming up. Look at that face. <laughs> he 
he just looks so dead. All I gotta say to Jay White is patience. Yeah. But here's the thing about Jay White. He's hot, yeah, then he's not. He's hot, then he's not. He's hot going into the MJF feud, then he's not when he loses like a and looks like an idiot. Then he's hot during the Continental Classic, and then whatever the fuck this is, he's not. Because I cannot stand this angle. Yeah. Oh, but we know we know what's going to happen. Okay, we, and know, we know it's coming. We do, but just get there. Just get there it's quicker. It's taking too long. Just get there quicker. And I think Revolution might be it. Possibly, could be, maybe. Hopefully, Revolution or Big Business. It has to be. Like eventually, they're going to pull the trigger on this. Um, I just love this segment because what the hell are the what the guns doing with um Renee? Is is crazy. I'm like, it, 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 Renee just like playing off of it. I'm like, okay, y'all do remember who she's married to? What are y'all doing? I think that's I think y'all that's playing, part of the joke, playing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like y'all playing with fire right there. Renee Paquette is backstage with the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Oh, I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud. <sighs> bang Bang just Scissor that, Gang. Renee Paquette is just like, like yeah. <laughs> with the Bullet Club Gold and the acclaimed Switchblade Jay White said they have new merch. Daddy Ass and Austin Gunn want a 12-man tag on Rampage. That's the gist. That's all I got to say that's about pretty that. Much. That's, all it, that's all it has been throughout week after week, though, when it comes to them. They don't wrestle. They they barely wrestle. And then they just come out and just do these, like, pointless segments to an extent. So, I don't know. I, I, as far as I'm concerned with Jay White, I'm not worried about him. He has the ability to be at the status that he is, but it has the ability to put himself right back up when the time comes. It's just a matter of time for me. I just know it, it eventually something's going to come where he's going to have to transition. Yeah. All right. And, and he had to do this before with in New Japan Pro Wrestling, so he's kind of just having to start kind of back again. And ish. Sort of kind of. He, he got put in a ish, yeah. very prominent position right from the get. Well, he came. He he left. He left as a young boy. He left as a young lion. Came back and. You know, they put him, they did put him, they shoot him to the stars like really quickly. I do, yeah, agree. Remember, his first match was against Tanahashi. Very true. Yeah. Can we talk about Stokely Hathaway and Taz before we get to this match? That's another one. That's <laughs> another one. We talk, we talk, we talk a lot about Swerve. We don't talk enough about Stokely. That These two are like, I love them. Between Taz and Stokely at the start of this next match when Hathaway is getting ready for commentary was amazing. I love they they are so genuine to each other and they just play off each other so well. Like Taz has been around the block. He knows exactly, you know, what what the deal is. He knows, you know, I mean, he's been around south philly for a long time so he knows <laughs> you know how things go like but stokely is just i mean another one who has a lot of conviction with him he just he's him that is him you could tell that's him and i remember this is the time when taz like weeks ago he was like he was talking he was like by the way we got to have stokely on um on the table and, <laughs> and now he's like fuck this guy <laughs> <laughs> for a reason like legit they're, they're gold they're so funny together. Basically, the, the, the whole joke was that uh, they were dressed very similar. Taz with his signature orange and Stokely with, was it Excalibur that said yam? Like, <laughs> yam <Yeah>. yellow? <laughs> Sweet potato yellow? 
Yes. He was like, I can wear orange because it's trademark because I have a trademark. I'm like, okay, you got all of orange. You got the entire hue of orange trademark test. Like that's right. how you roll. You got money. You got money like that. By the way, for, for people who don't know, yes, you can pay and buy and trademark a color, a yes. actual Pantone color. There's, too many damn colors to damn pay for. So Taz has, he owns all of orange. WWE like, money. You got to have that much money. WWE money. Yeah. And, tra- and trademarking is not cheap. No, it's not. <laughs> um, this match, it was a match, but I was more entertained by Stokely Hathaway and Taz. Oh, it was, it was hilarious. They helped when, it. When, this when, this when, was when, like, this is a the, Tony Storm bit. When the commentary is able to take my attention away from Sky Blue, you know you're doing something right. There you go. By the way, did you happen to see the Valentine's Day Sky Blue picks? Yes. Yes, I have. That is all we need to know. That's now, moving on. <laughs> blue goes for a code blue and the pin, but Hathaway distracts the ref, which gave Nightingale time to not only recoup, but hit the Dr. Bomb for the three count. And that was that. And what I'm liking about this is if you notice the interaction between Nightingale and Hathaway after Nightingale was kind of iffy yeah. about how she won, but then she accepted it. Yeah, exactly. I would also give credit to, you know, those two for really gelling pretty well together in the, in the ring. You know, a lot of times when Sky Blue works with somebody and they try to do her finisher, which is a great finisher, depending on who you're, who she's working with. It sometimes works and sometimes didn't work. And, you know, with her, with, with uh, Willow, it worked beautifully. So they were able to, you know, execute that move properly um, because this is an awesome move when it's actually done right. But if a person doesn't know how to move, move with her when she does it, it just looks awkward yeah. um, and dangerous. Mind you, if it gets, if it ever, if the flip goes wrong, the code blue, um, but oh, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, code it, blue it, looks awesome when it's done right. It's like any of those moves, right? Like the, it, it comes down to the person taking it. Yeah. And Willow, Willow is a great athlete. She knows how to really, you know, move her body properly. And it, it looked great. And their match was pretty good for what it, for, for what it was worth of our distraction. <laughs> yep. Good match. Um, I like where they're going with the story with the whole Hathaway, Nightingale, and... Um, uh, I got a question for you with that. Do you think there is going to be a hill turn? Of sorts within the two, or and are they? Honestly, like I, I can see this going different ways. I can see her. Be, I don't know. Willow Nightingale is such a it, it. It's like when they turn Bailey heel. She's Bailey, right? So she's a Bailey character. Yeah, I, I don't know how they can do it, but it could be amazing. But it also could hurt them. Yeah. At the same time, when WWE turned Tony Storm heel. I, used, I I was upset because how can you take such a yeah. person who's a natural face, turn them into a heel? And now it's like, I can't see Tony Storm not being a heel. But Well, you say that too, but it's like, um, I think Bailey's the biggest example for me because it, we, remember when she was in NXT originally, she was the biggest of baby faces. Like little Izzy, like little Izzy was like her biggest like fan up at this point. Uh, which, by the way, I've seen her recently. I just she can't believe how now. grown she is. Again, she wrestles and she has her own pocket. Like, shout yeah. out to her. She yeah. dedicated to her fandom, man. Yep. Um, and I remember, I remember seeing her in one of the um, media scrums, and I was like, "Whoa, that's Izzy," and she sounds very professional, yeah. articulate. It, I was like, "Yeah, 
kudos to her. I, I give WWE credit. Yeah. I give, yeah. You know, for creating yeah. a fandom from the WWE jump and, and really pushing her. Doesn't sign this one, girl. Like they got to They got to. It's they, like Roxanne some, Perez and Cora Jade. Like yeah. How yeah. can you not sign those two? Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially because Triple H knows who this per- knows who Izzy is. Yeah. You know, they pride it on her. Like this will be a it, it, it would be a grave mistake. It, the PR move on look at what the women's revolution created. I can't believe I just said that, but using yep. WWE terms, look at what this women's yeah, revolution I know, I know. did. You know, you inspire young girls, you show them that they can do it, and we have someone who used to go to NXT and here yeah. she is. My biggest memory of her was when uh, Sasha Banks took her, um, yeah, her uh, with a headpiece, and legit made her cry. I part of the reason why I love Sasha or, or uh, Monet to the door, like I, why she is an asset to the business. I, you know, I, I just it, right there. Izzy, shout out to her for that. But again, going back to Bailey, like the, the Bailey character and Willow character, like Willow is kind of that in that Bailey ish type of deal where it's like she's so cheery and so positive and the crowd loves her like that. Like we've never seen that side of her. I think there's a chance we could see a Hill version of her. And it'd be interesting to see it. Um, I think I, I think she'd be able to pull it off, but it could also go to Statlander being the one. Cause I in the storylines from a storyline sense, she's kind of more assimilating into the idea of working with Stokely. Which is because he's juicing her up. Exactly. Exactly. She's she's thicker than a snicker, apparently, according to <laughs> according to Snoopy. <laughs> uh, according, so, and when he said that too, I was like, hey, you may you might have something there. <laughs> he opened your eyes. <laughs> Non-title, Texas death match, Orange Cassidy versus Matt motherfucking Taven. With all that I said about Matt Taven, and the one positive I've said about Matt Taven is once he's in the ring, he is absolutely great. And this was an example of it. I this match was just this is what you know what this this is one of the first matches. I want to go too ahead of myself of ourselves with this, but this is one of the first matches I actually enjoy thumbtacks. I was gonna say I, I love the why. introduction of the thumbtacks because it was like maybe that's the, what it was the packaging maybe from that's, Chuck from right. Chucky e. T. Maybe that's what it was, but I did not normally. I brothers, I haven't seen it in a while, but it, normally, you know I, what it was? Oh, I'm, I'll tell you what it was. What? For me, it was the fact that they brought out the thumbtacks, make a big deal of it, like they always do. Cool, but they yeah. didn't act like idiots around the thumbtacks. They used them right away. I think the subtlety may be a factor. I think you're right. That I, I, I could see that, but um, man, this match, and if I'm correct, I barely see orange cassidy ever you know juice Dude, no pun intended i don't, i, I <laughs> <laughs> he was freshly squeezed all right no um i think that was hard way like there's there's that was that looked so nasty he was dripping yeah he was dripping like eddie guerrero yeah. and Not i think honestly i hate to say this <laughs> no one i've never yeah. seen anyone bleed like eddie guerrero but that was like you can just constantly no, Eddie Guerrero versus. Uh, we'll talk after, but all right, <laughs> Ric Flair or Dusty Rose? What? <laughs> this guy, this guy. 
<laughs> you, you, just because he's Latino, you're not going to say he can't, he can bleed. <laughs> oh, I'm all for it. Like cousin cultures. I, you know, I'm just giving credit where credit is due. Oh, you know. know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I forgot what my whole point was at this point. Oh yeah. Just dripping. <laughs> I, I, I don't yeah. think that they it, it intended for him to bleed that much. Right. No, it was it was it added on and it I've never seen Matt Taven bleed. No, I, I think I have. I think I've had a Ring of Honor, maybe. Um, but nonetheless, it made for a more compelling, you know, story and a compelling match for two people that on a main event, they're like, why are these two in a main event? Well, one of them at best. Um, but why is this like a big deal or whatever like that? And they kind of made this feel like a big deal. Eventually. With one, they I got, got one negative, but we'll talk about it after the play. Okay. Bennett threw a bunch of chairs into the ring. Trent Beretta comes out holding a box of roses, which actually, very Terminator of him because it revealed the lead pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying some of these things out loud. Beretta hit Bennett's chair, which hit his face. Taven throws a chair at Beretta. Like, not, he fucking, he yeets that chair at, Ber- yeah. at Beretta. Yeah, it, that was, yeah, I, God bless you. Then he does a bulldog driver onto the chair. Cassidy hits an orange punch and a beach break onto a huge stack of chairs and thumbtacks. Cassidy wrapped his hand in the chain, hits the orange punch on Taven. I don't like this part. When Roderick Strong runs out, goes for the knee on Cassidy, the count is going on. You're distracted from the actual match. Uh, Beretta gets in the way, takes the knee. Okay, I like that part, but this entire thing could have been removed. Cassidy hits Roderick. He kind of just tosses him out of the ring and then oh yeah, yeah. the match is still going on and uh yeah. taven gets counted to 10 cassidy wins and the peasants rejoice okay my two issues with this match one for the second week we got a we got a table uh malfunction what the hell how durable are these tables that they have? <laughs> that table looked legit yeah like with what is going on with these tables now yeah, that's one, but that's a minor. That's nitpick at best. Logically speaking, if you're going to wrap your hand and your fist onto chains or Russian, the Russian chain, we would used to call them, um, and you use that to do a Superman punch on somebody and connect, logically speaking, logically speaking, Matt Taven, logically speaking, Matt Taven shouldn't have teeth or he should be knocked unconscious for him not to be getting up after the match in the bell. He was yeah. spinning as a count. They should have dragged on. his ass out of the ring. He should have played that up. Like, no, it's like, because I'm sorry. If come on, we did a tester like that in real life. And I'm wrapping my hands up on on in some chains of that of that uh, of that wrap. And I do a legit punch and it connects and it's heavy and the velocity is hitting hard. And you know, because the faster the velocity equals the amount of weight, I guess, that you're hitting. Um, you shouldn't be getting up as easy. You shouldn't, you should barely be getting up. The way in the way that they sell the orange punch, it's like it's like Ronnie Garvin's punch. Like you hit that hit, you're, you're not coming back up. And yep. when for God's sake, when Ronnie Garvin, when that man with the hands of stone would knock somebody out, these dudes ain't coming back up. And he never did. Orange punch, or the orange punch is supposed to be that equivalent to that. Matt Taven should not have been up as if nothing happened afterwards. That was my only bother for that. Yeah. Like you could call that a nitpick or whatever like that, but I think that that was just like, 
Come on, man. I love how you just John like, Cena. You <laughs> love it. You, like you're really into the sports presentation of it, so you always think of it like a legit fight, right? Like yeah, yeah. I I, I can separate that, and I think in wrestling logic, and I use wrestling logic with a lot of this Free stuff. Book logic, more or less. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, for me, it was the whole Roderick Strong thing. Like, I understand that you're trying to push that story, but that could have happened after yeah. the match even, not during the match, right. as we're f- trying to focus on right. the end of the match. Right. No, I agree. I agree. That that was a, it was over, it was overwhelming as well. Like, you're, you're covering, you're covering the main storyline in front of the camera of what we should be focusing on. That was the show. That was that. I yeah. mean, pretty good show. Pretty good, you know, really good, solid show. Yeah. 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 It was all right. It was good. You know, I've seen worse. <laughs> I've seen better. Yeah. But there was something we definitely enjoyed it for the most. We, we could definitely agree we enjoyed it. And God, that Taylor, that, um, that uh, Tony Storm. <laughs> uh, when it when it comes down to the end of the year, man, I, I can't. I'm, I'm really going to be curious to see who's going to, you know, get rather the you know the um what pwis uh what is it for the women is it is because they're pwi it's still pwi yeah but it's but they have a separate for the women's uh version right yeah but it's still pwi i want to see who's number one for that i'm curious x it's not 500 it's a little less but it's a it's less than that yeah but i want to see who gets number one for that and you know that's going to be very interesting to see look um it's still super early in the year, and this is the thing. If you take a look at the women's division in any promotion, you know, even in WWE, you have Tiffany Stratton, who's going to be making an impact. Jade Cargill is going to be doing something special in WWE. You have Tony Storm yeah. being an absolute just kick-ass right now. You have Jordan Grace yeah. who's making her name in TNA. Dude, women's wrestling right now is insane, and we don't even know what's and happening in Japan in stardom. Yeah. This new promotion, whatever's going on, yeah, dude, it is. Yeah. Woo! This is yeah. You're right. You're right. This is a this is the biggest spotlight on if, women's wrestling that we've had in quite some time. I have a question. And then on top you. of that, we're still waiting for Jamie Hader to come back, mind you. Oh, I'm I, I I'm not. I have a a mental <laughs> countdown. I don't know what day, but it's a mental <laughs> countdown for something. <laughs> they need. You know what they need to do for her? The Triple H treatment, dude. It's a beautiful day. Yes. Oh. The Triple H. Give her the get her, give her the Triple H beautiful day treatment. If they push it like that, oh, it's gonna put her to the top. And he returned to MSG, correct? It was MSG yeah. when he did it. On top of it all, it was yeah. MSG. I just remember seeing Triple H in that jean jacket, looking <laughs> just like he couldn't fit in in it. Like I, I, I just remember me and my brother were like. This is insane how big he is. People don't understand. If you've never seen Triple H in his prime. 2002. And he was big. When he did that beautiful day comeback, he was even bigger then. But I watched him in person when we were at the WrestleMania Rage Party in in, uh, 99 when they were here in Philly the first time. Yeah. And you saw him walk up. And I'm like, damn, he can't even fit through the door. He has to move. Like his... TV does not do it justice. Triple H, how big these guys are. 99 to 2002, right before the, the era of That was when he was with DX. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, that Triple was right, H. Wait, that, was right before, that was right before he turned on DX, mind you. 
when yeah. I was a huge DX fan and I had the DX shirt and I was at front row with WrestleMania and then he turns on X Pac. The corporate, <laughs> oh, I, corporate ministry. I felt so stupid. <laughs> I was like, what the hell just happened here? <laughs> I'll never forget think that. Think about it. Like, from WrestleMania 14 to 15, mm-hmm. that was a hell of a run for DX. And that's all they really had. It was the hot, they were the hottest ever. I mean, it, it blew people's mind that he would turn away from this really hot group to work with the corporation. And I was like, that was the first time we really saw Triple H as like, I mean, he's always been a hill, but like he, he I think his, his true hill factor really kicked in when he did that to the, um, to Pac and uh, the outlaws, man. I was, oh, you, I was so pissed off. I was so pissed. Yeah. All right. But definitely so, uh, great show. Yeah, it was a very good show. Um, Dax, tell everyone where they can find all of your awesome work. Well, all my work involving anime, comics, movies, and games can be seen on my show and my podcast, ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It is where I talk about all of our favorite fandoms, just as we do on this show. Um, but we get more in-depth with it. Um, I also have a video game show that's a Talk Time Live Extra Select Start, which this week I'm going to be covering, um, what is it, Persona 5 Tactica, which I'm going to be uh, checking out. I'm getting to a final uh, Persona 5 uh, fascination right now in fandom for this uh, for that series. I'm a late bloomer to that to an extent. So I'm reviewing that. I'm also going to talk about all the news involving video games from there. But this week, next week, I'm going to Singapore, not literally, virtually, as I'm going to interview uh, Desmond Wong, who is uh, one of the he's the main developer from the Gentle Brothers. And they developed a game called Cat Quest. This is the third game that's coming out. And this is going to be bigger than the other two they ever was. And this has been a cult favorite for many people in uh, in a video game world should be uh, available on all platforms. And uh, we're going to you know, talk at some odd time of my night to his morning and uh, talk about that. But you can find all of this on talktimelive.com. All of our audio episodes, our video exclusive interviews with so many people in the world of anime, comics, movies, and games. And you can also check it out wherever podcasts are played. Just type in ACMG presents Talk Time Live. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Dax, as always, what an amazing time with you. Uh, it's going to be a busy day again. Sorry for my mic levels, everyone. But it's it's crazy how used to that pop filter you get. But it's like it's, but This mic is so sensitive. It's crazy sensitive. Uh, as long as I sound it's good. It's great quality. As long, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as I sound good, I don't give a crap. All right. Well, this is going to be another busy week here on SNME Radio. We still have tons of shows to get to. Smack Daddy's Collision Catch-Up. So many awesome shows the law is out also this weekend on the main show we have another interview coming up with brandon cutler which was perfect timing considering the attention that he got on dynamite um and then i also have another interview coming up next week and it's gonna be a very cool one i'll tell you who it is right after we stop recording dax uh yeah, so much on the go. Uh, I think this week or next week we're gonna get Chris Van Vliet. He's uh, home for a little bit, uh, and he's got some time to chat some wrestling with us. So yeah, I should talk with a- you while he's sleeping in bed. Right, like this guy is so crazy. <laughs> he's crazy busy. You think I'm busy? No, this guy is like ten times busier. Right. All right. All right. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to be part of the family, Patreon.com/slash S N M E 
radio you're going to start seeing with those patron exclusives coming up and i'm going to tell all the patrons in the next uh, couple weeks a little something something that they're going to be getting uh for being a patron so again thanks everyone for listening take care but most importantly stay tranquilo